Jake Paul just made an easy 600K with a pretty vicious knockout of Nate Robinson. So, let's get into it. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. took home a guaranteed amount of $1 million, with Jake Paul and Nate Robinson getting less than half of that at $600,000 each. After a hype that lasted months, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. finally took each other on at the Staples Center in the much-awaited exhibition match, with the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight dividing opinion, Jake Paul showed off his skills in an impressive second-round victory over Nate Robinson. While the earlier projections about the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. purse had claimed that the boxers could pocket as much as $10 million, the disclosed figures have now revealed the guaranteed earnings of the stars. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fought an unofficial draw in the headline-grabbing exhibition matchup, and the WBC announced the final result with its three celebrity judges making the call. The eight two-minute rounds allowed both the famous boxers to come to grips with the conditions, with the fight seeing some memorable moments later on. Both the boxers expressed their satisfaction at the outcome after the fight, while also admitting their happiness at coming out of the event unscathed. After the exhibition fight, the California State Athletic Commission told ESPN that both Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. will take home a confirmed amount of $1 million. An earlier media report speculating on the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. purse has suggested that Mike Tyson could end up making as much as $10 million. However, that figure doesn't include bonuses and earnings from the pay-per-view sale percentage, with that figure expected to be revealed later. Now, with the fight reportedly trending at record numbers, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. could still see a lot of money come their way. And as promised earlier, Mike Tyson once again reiterated that he would be donating his entire purse to charity, which is pretty awesome. And you also got to think about it too, right? Like, only about six or seven years ago, Mike Tyson was 100% broke. In fact, he was probably actually even more broke because he was actually in a lot of debt, right? So for him to get to the point in his life, mainly due to his wife, putting him on like a very good track, and a healthy track, right? He has been able to completely turn around his life, health-wise, monetary-wise, like financial-wise. Like I believe he's probably worth eight figures again, if not nine figures again because of his... uh. Tyson Ranch, right? His company, the podcast, everything that he's doing, overall, the brand is probably worth nine figures, right? And it's just amazing to see someone go to the highs of highs, to the super lows, to then get to the highs of highs again, right? But is doing it in the right way this time. While the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. clash ended in a draw, the Jake Paul and Nate Robinson fight grabbed its fair share of headlines, and Jake Paul is now 2-0 as a pro and knocked down, technically knocked him out, Nate Robinson, right? And, of course, knocked him down multiple times, but he literally knocked him out. So on his return to the ring, Paul scored a tree of knockdowns with his boxing training coming good against Robinson. 
and the fight ended in the second round with the YouTube sensation knocking the former NBA star unconscious with an impressive right hook. Now, if I remember correctly, from what it looked like, it was actually like more of a counter in the sense that basically Nate was basically trying to charge at him and Jake just basically did a counter punch and just knocked his headlights out, right? It's, it was a pretty good shot, right? Now, along with the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. purse, the Jake Paul and Nate Robinson purse was revealed as well. And according to media reports, the duo ended up taking home the $600,000 for their efforts. And their earnings from the fight are likely to be boosted by endorsements and pay-per-view share income, just like Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Now, you also got to factor in a few other things, right? Of course, they're going to get endorsements. Of course, they're going to get a share of the pay-per-view income not to mention the fact that mike tyson i believe in the post fight conference literally gave a lot of respect to the youtube boxing space right which you could basically say that you know nowadays it's pretty much just jake paul doing it to where jake paul with his massive following is bringing a new resurgence of life into the boxing community right which allows these types of fights to go on, right? Because the thing is, yeah, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., that fight alone could have been pretty unique. People would have been willing to buy it. But they were able to make or bring in a lot more money into the sport, get more eyes into the sport because of Jake Paul's following, right? And just the people that either hate him or like him. So, regardless of what you think, Jake Paul has a very huge value in the boxing space just because of his brand, right? Now, not to mention this, this also boosts his brand as well. It basically elevates it, basically puts his like uh, view in the public sphere in a little bit different way. Right, because you can think about it. Jake Paul used to be the Disney kid, used to be the troublemaker, used to be Logan Paul's little brother, right? Like these were basically the titles that people gave him, right? And basically viewed him as. Then he became a boxer, but then he became a decent boxer. Because here's the thing, right? It's not like anyone can just go onto a card with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Like you gotta understand that. It is so rare for someone to get that opportunity or get basically help set that whole situation up, right? So Jake Paul also called out, you know, Conor McGregor and like Dylan Danis. He'll probably wipe the floor with Dylan Danis. But the thing is, he could probably also either beat Conor McGregor or at the very least get the fight with Conor McGregor just because... After a certain time, maybe a year or two years, Jake Paul's brand will get so big that it would make the most sense to Conor McGregor to fight him instead of basically anyone in the UFC, right? Because after a certain point, I mean, that's the big money fight. That's the fight that's probably worth more while, right? Because not only that, of course, McGregor could easily, you know, sell his... uh, I think proper 21 or something like that is whiskey. So it's like it makes the most sense for a Conor McGregor to actually take a fight with a Jake Paul because of just the two brands coming together from different countries 
as well, right? Because it'd be basically a a USA versus Conor McGregor space. So it's just a way to really think about it. It's like two massive brands potentially coming together to make a disgusting amount of money. And the thing is, if Jake Paul is actually able to get a fight with Conor McGregor, he will become basically the richest YouTuber boxer ever, right? Or at the very least, he'll be one of the top paid boxers ever in that situation because McGregor could bring in a lot of money. Jake Paul, at that point in time, will bring in a lot of money. And feel free to give your thoughts as to what do you think he did? How do you think he did? Right? Like, what are your thoughts about it? But it's pretty crazy to think about this whole situation that even came out. And again, this also means that they could actually be bringing in seven figures for the fight because we mentioned, you know, yeah, they got 600K to fight. But again, the endorsements, the pay-per-view share income, not to mention any sort of merchandise that they're selling, especially in Jake Paul's situation. So there's a lot of ways that they could easily make more money. Not only that, they could also basically bring in more attention to also his, I think, girlfriend's business, right? I don't know. I don't know the name of it, but basically, I think his girlfriend is like Julia Rose, and it's more of like an adult um, subscription magazine thing. But just him beating Nate Robinson would also bring in more money to her, right? Because basically, everything dealing with Jake Paul and everyone surrounding Jake Paul that is like close to him, him winning this fight will basically increase the recognition of everyone in his circle. As for the other fights, former light heavyweight champion Badu Jack took home 180k after dismantling Blake McKernan, with the latter earning 20k from the fight, which is so little. Check out 40inbox.com to match your money. Personal finance lessons and courses. Want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. Feel free to get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood and linking a bank account. You can automate your investing with Acorns where they round up your everyday purchases and then put that into stocks, bonds, basically anything depending on your risk tolerance. And it does it automatically. And you can get a small amount of free Bitcoin by joining Coinbase and investing $100 into cryptocurrency. The stock is crashing. Get your favorite breakup playlist ready because Wall Street needs it. It turns out that General Motors and Nikola are scaling down their partnership and Nikola stock is plunging as a result. So what do investors need to know today? Well, the love story started back in early September. Right as Nikola was picking up steam as a battery and fuel cell electric vehicle play, GM swooped in. Together, the duo was set to work together, leveraging production capabilities and tech. Perhaps most importantly, GM agreed to help Nikola produce its Badger pickup truck. Then, short seller Hindenburg researched through Nikola's stock and his deal with General Motors for a major loop. In the report, Hindenburg said that Nikola was built on lies. Rampaging things up further, the firm outlined a variety of allegations, including how executives made misleading statements over company progress in upcoming announcements. Unsurprisingly, this was bad news for Nikola. So what happened today? Well, even after the Hindenburg report came out, many investors were still hopeful. 
General Motors had yet to say anything about the partnership, and everyone was waiting for an update. That update came this morning, and a few key things were missing since September. What do you need to know? Although General Motors and Nikola will still be working together on a handful of electrification goals, the partnership has been scaled back significantly. And most importantly, General Motors will not be taking an equity stake in Nikola. Nor will it be helping Nikola produce his Badger pickup truck. Pickup truck. As a result, Nikola will start to refund order deposits for the Badger. With that news in mind, it makes sense why Nikola's stock is plunging more than 20% today. Now, there is no denying that this is bad news for Nikola. After captivating investor attention early on, the company has faced pressure to deliver on its big plans for fuel cell electric trucks and its Badger pickup. A partnership with GM would be a high-profile way to do just that. It would also have given Nikola a serious leg up, allowing the newly public company to leverage tech from a legacy player. So what should you do here? Importantly, General Motors and Nikola are still working together. Nikola will work to incorporate the GM Hydrotech fuel cell system in its Class 7 and Class 8 semi-truck vehicles. Additionally, the two companies will consider incorporating the UTM battery system from GM in those same vehicles. Prototype testing of these semi-trucks should begin at the end of 2021, and it is far too early to tell what Nikola will make of this situation. Can it take this blow and come out stronger? Possibly. Although investors have been excited over his Badger pickup truck, much of the company mission revolves around disrupting and electrifying the trucking industry. The only problem is they failed at everything. They lied about it, quite a few stuff. So really, they need to start creating some sort of product and get it to market before anyone can really have trust into that company anymore. Check out 40inbox.com to master your money. Personal finance lessons and courses. Want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. Get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood and linking a bank account. Automate your investing with Acorns and get a small amount of free Bitcoin by joining Coinbase and investing $100 into cryptocurrency. And we'll see you in future episodes. Peace out. Tesla stock to be added all at once to the S&P 500. So S&P Dow Jones indexes will add Tesla Incorporated to its benchmark S&P 500 index all at once when it takes the action on December 21st. The index manager had consulted with investors as to whether to add Tesla all at once or in tranches. The consultation ended November 20th and underscored the complexity of adding Tesla, valued at more than $551 billion to the benchmark index. Shares of Tesla rallied 5% in extended trading Monday after the news, and the S&P Dow Jones Indexes has determined it will add Tesla to the S&P 500 at its full float adjusted market capitalization weight effective prior to the open trading on Monday, December 21st, 2020. The index manager said late Monday. S&P DJI considered the wide range of responses it received as well as among other factors. The expected liquidity of Tesla in the market's ability to accommodate significant trading volumes on this data. Said. The index manager said it will announce which company will leave the S&P 500 to make room for Tesla on December 11th. 
Joining the benchmark index for U.S. equities puts Tesla stock in the portfolios of countless index tracking funds, cascading to the many managed funds that would have to add Tesla to their holdings to balance their portfolios. The electric car maker is by far the largest company to be added to the benchmark index, and if added on Monday, it would be the sixth largest company on the index by market value. The pending S&P inclusion was the latest boost to the stock, sending its market cap soaring above $500 billion from a January valuation around $100 billion. The shares have gained 594% this year, compared with gains around 11% for the S&P 500. Check out 40inbox.com. To master your money, personal finance lessons and courses, want to make money online, learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. Get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood and linking a bank account. Automate your investing with Acorns. Get a small amount of free Bitcoin by joining Coinbase and investing $100 into cryptocurrency. All links down below. COVID-19 vaccines will be ready to ship 24 hours after FDA approval. The coronavirus vaccine was completed on a historic timeline because of President Trump, Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar said Monday. Think about this. Ten months into this pandemic hitting our shores, thanks to what President Trump has done, we believe we're going to have people getting vaccinated, millions of people, before Christmas this year. It's just unheard of in the history of public health, this accomplishment, Azar told Fox and Friends. Azar said that the vaccine would be shipped within 24 hours of FDA approval, and then it would be up to nursing homes, hospitals, and pharmacies to get that dispensed. It really could be within days of FDA approval, sourcing vaccines in people's arms, which is frankly incredible, Azar said. Moderna became the latest company to announce that it will apply for emergency use authorization of its coronavirus vaccine candidate. In a statement regarding plans to file for an emergency authorization, the company said it expects to have up to 20 million doses available by the end of 2020, and up to 1 billion doses available globally in 2021. The shot, which is a two-dose jab, which be ready to ship within weeks of approval, according to the company. Pfizer has already filed for the emergency authorization, and the FDA plans to decide in early December. AstraZeneca has also indicated that it is preparing to file an emergency use authorization. There are more than 13.3 million confirmed cases of the virus in the United States since the pandemic started, according to Johns Hopkins University. Moderna announced that it will apply for emergency use authorization of its coronavirus vaccine. That will make it the second company to do so. Pfizer had already filed for an emergency authorization, and the FDA plans to decide by early December. Pfizer submitted their application a week ago, and the FDA said they'll hold a public advisory committee hearing December 10th. Then if everything is on track, FDA could approve within days of that hearing, and then Moderna, they filed today, and there will be an advisory committee to them, likely December 17th, is what the company announced, Azar said. And again, it could be within days of that public advisory committee that FDA grants approval if the data all confirms the way it's looking. 
The other candidate, which belongs to Moderna, is also promising, he said. And the Moderna data today is incredible. 30,000 people in the clinical trial, and they just released their full results. 94% effective. As I said, it's unbelievable. 